there's something coming to your living room. Are you finished? It cooks. Meat Scorch. Boy, I'm so hungry I could eat a porcupine. You actually eat a porcupine? Sure, if it's ripe. Scorch premieres Friday. Wouldn't the quill stick in your throat? Not if you eat it face first. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind, I give you Super Train. Episode 339, submission number 809 Scorch. Scorch aired on the CBS television network from February 28th to March 13th, 1992 for six episodes, three of which went unaired. When you wake up with a fire in your belly And your breath feels charred when you yawn your cave is covered in cobwebs And suddenly a hundred years are gone When it seems as if your surroundings Have all been tossed and twirled Remember things happen at the right time And you got all the time in the world Oh yes When you fly around in a tizzy And your wings are pumping stale air And you know something weird is happening Cause everything is different everywhere When you can't find a knight or a dragon And there's nowhere to get your horn curled Remember things happen at the right time And you got all the time in the world Yes, you got all the time in the world What could you say about family entertainment in the early 1990s? A dragon had a TV show. Not just any dragon, mind you. A 1,300-year-old dragon who lived through the Middle Ages and for some reason managed to find their way into the present day. Wow, a 1,300-year-old dragon lived through all this crap and now he's living in 1992 modern times. Scorch, a small 1,300-year-old dragon, awakens from a 100-year-old sleep in 1992. While flying around, he is struck by lightning, and he crash-lands in front of the apartment of Brian Stevens and his daughter, Jessica. The next day, as a result of awkward circumstances, Brian lands a job as a TV weatherman at New Haven, Connecticut television station WWEN by pretending that he's a ventriloquist and scorches his puppet. The kicker? Nobody except Brian and Jessica know the truth. That not only is Scorch an actual dragon, but he can actually breathe fire. What? Well, he's a dragon. Wouldn't that go with the territory? Oh, that's right. But the problem is, okay, this dragon is not what we think of as, like, a dragon dragon. He'd be a baby dragon. A baby dragon. So he's not like Dragon Dragon from Shakara. Dragon Dragon! And it's a huge dragon! 
and gentlemen, we have had a monk, a skunk, uh, a bear, a lion, I believe, a box, a guy named Xavier, and now a dragon dragon. So, to review, he is not Dragon Dragon, he is not any of the dragons from the Game of Thrones series, and he is not the Dragon Zord, so. He is just this tiny dragon, about the size of, uh, size of my midsection, I guess you could say. Wait, are you also saying he's not the Rappin' Dragon? He's not the Rappin' Dragon either, Mike. Well, it'd be time-relevant. Yeah. Early 90s. Oh, well, yeah. But this isn't the first time we've ever seen Scorch, mind you. Because Scorch was the creation of one Ron Lucas. Of course, Ron Lucas is a stand-up comedian and ventriloquist in his own right. He began his career in El Paso, Texas. At 21, he began touring the country as he was hired by the Billy the Kid clothing company. They hired him to tour the country with a Billy the Kid puppet. But it reinforced his dream of being in show business, so he decided to experiment with a whole lot of puppets. I believe one of his puppets was like an old man puppet, if I'm not mistaken. By the way, aside from being a comedian and a puppeteer, you have seen Lucas in such shows like Super Dave, Night Court, L.A. Law, Nip Tuck, and um, <clears throat> Silk Stockings. Did the puppet play the man meat that week? <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to ask. The answer is no. Oh, darn. Well, also, I think we need to add, I think where he got his biggest exposure, he was a semi-regular on Match Game in 1990. Yeah, that was some time after he won the uh, Showtime Laugh-Off competition. By the time Scorch came around, Ron Lucas was a known commodity. A known entity, if you will. But interestingly enough, he never appeared on this show. Although he did voice Scorch, so there's something. So, who played the straight man to Scorch's jokes? Well, in all six episodes, there are only six people. Including Ron Lucas, who does the voice of Scorch, obviously. Playing the role of Brian Stevens, the weather person, is Jonathan Walker, who is best known as, oh gosh, he played Senator Cherry in the Daredevil series. So there is a Marvel Cinematic Universe connection there. Will he be on Daredevil Born Again? Probably not. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. At this point... Mike sends a link to Greg and Chico to an article from Boys Life magazine. I mean, it's just a little, uh, like, how it'd be a ventriloquist. But also, I added it because, Greg, if you go to the next page, there's an ad for the PlayStation Vita. Oh, that's terrific. That's wonderful. That's an ad for wonderful. the PlayStation Vita next to an interview with Ron Lucas. Oh, no, it's not an ad. I'm sorry. It's an article, and they uh, the, uh, the first thing it mentions, it's about video games, and the but first thing they talk about is the Vita. But it mentions Modination Racers! 
So, oh, you're so, looking at it. Okay. Yeah. So I guess what you're trying to say is it is an advertisement disguised as an actual article. Hey, when my brother had a subscription to Boys Life magazine when he was like nine, I remember like one of the ads in it was like this big full page ad. Remember the Tengen NES games? I do remember the Tengen NES games. Oh, yeah. Games. Oh, yeah. I looked at that ad and I just stared at the black cartridges. And I was like, how in the world did they make these NES cartridges look like that? And then it turned out that Tengen made them illegally to get around the Nintendo lockout system. Yes. Gaming Historian has a whole rap about that, and it's actually pretty good. I'm going to add two more things about boys' life since I was in the Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts back in the day. Uh-huh. One, my favorite issue ever, and I don't have it anymore, unfortunately, was when they profiled Dwight Gooden. So this would have been probably about 85, 86. Oh, yeah. But also oh. Greg's. Yeah. We talked about the Spider-Man game for the Atari 2600. Yes. That's where I first saw it, and I said, I want that video game. Oh, well. And then 30 years later, I lived to regret it. Oh, by the way, I haven't mentioned this yet, but do you know I met Doc Gooden again for like the third or fourth time like two weeks ago? Was really? that when you got all the uh, the, the signing? Oh, yeah, because okay, I didn't mention this here on the podcast. But, okay, Dwight Gooden, Mookie Wilson, Howard Johnson, Bobby Ojeda, and Wally Backman were all doing a signing at the Hicksville Mall. And I went to that signing. And the reason I went to that signing is my brother is a big fan of 87 Tops. So I got like five 87 Tops cards and I had them all sign them. And also as a bonus, I got like a photo op of all five of them. So I love the 87 Tops. Oh, the wood grain. Can't wood grain. Now with you the see, I don't like the, the bottom. Nice. I don't like the wood grain. I'm sorry. I don't like that. Even though they did a really good job. This year, because some of the inserts in 2022 tops were retros back to 1987. You had current players yeah. on the 1987 design. No, I'm not a fan of the 1987 design. I'm sorry to say I, that. I did get a cool 87 tops retro Max Scherzer refractor recently. Oh, very nice. Even though very I don't. Oh, collect, good for you. Even though I don't collect refractors. But yeah, I shook Doc's hand. Uh, it was a time in my life two weeks ago. But okay, we're not here to talk about Tengen NES cartridges. We're not here to talk about Dwight Good. We're not here to talk about Spider-Man on the Atari 2600. We're here to talk about Scorch. Playing his daughter, Jessica, that is Brian's daughter, Jessica, is Ray Silver Smith, who is a That Child actor from That Thing from 91 to 96. She doesn't do much acting anymore. Playing Allison King is Brenda Strong, who is best known as Mary Alice Young on Desperate Housewives. I believe we have talked about her in the past on this show. Yeah, well, you can bring up Desperate Housewives, but to me, she'll always be Sue Ellen Mischke, the broadless wonder on Seinfeld. And by the way, guys, she was in an episode of Silk Stockings. Was she a broadless wonder on that? Gosh, we can only hope so, maybe? Well, she played a character named Candy Grayson on Silk Stalking, so use your imagination. Candy Grayson. Yeah. Mmm. 
but yes, she was also, oh, there you go. She was a Miss Speedway in previous entry, Misfits of Science. Oh, she was also on four episodes of Twin Peaks. That's right. She played the assistant to David Warner's character in Twin Peaks. That's right. David Warner and Brenda Strong shared the same screen. Can you imagine that? I can't unimagine it. Next, playing the role of Jack Fletcher is Todd Sussman, who is just in a whole lot of things. Uh, We're talking about a 2009 version of Taking of Pelham 123, Blast from the Past from 99, Beverly Hills Cop 2 from 87, Coneheads. He was in Coneheads. He was in an episode of Punky Brewster in 1987. Ooh, which one? Which one? Oh, Beer and Buffaloes Don't Mix. Oh, I think I know what episode this is, Chico. This is the episode where he played like a drunk dad. This was like this very special episode dealing with alcoholism, if I recall correctly. Ah, yeah. Yep. Sadly, the very special episode on uh, YouTube did not last that long. I know. Sad. But we did get the episode of Punky Brewster about the Challenger explosion. Where uh, Alan thought that they'd be rescued by Mr. T. Alan, why? Again. We also did talk about Todd Sussman previously because he was on an episode of Here's Boomer. He was on an episode of Here's Boomer. Oh, and he was also on an episode of Boys Will Be Boys slash Second Chance. And he was a regular on Future Entry Star of the Family, which was his gig right after Here's Boomer. And rounding out the cast as the anchor person, Howard Gurman, is John O'Hurley, who is known for hosting To Tell the Truth and Family Feud and nothing else. Okay, fine, he was Jacobo Peterman on Seinfeld. Mike actually met John O'Hurley once upon a time. 16 years ago, yeah. You want to know how long ago it was? It was at a Borders Books. That's a long time. Was it a Borders Books? Why do you know this, Greg? Because it says on the picture, Borders Books. Why are you stalking me during a show? Come on. No, I remember this. It's been burned into my memory for 16 years. You remember it, but I don't. That's kind of scary. Okay, but do you want me to mention this episode of Seinfeld I recently saw today with John O'Hurley? Go on. Okay. Of course. It's the episode, The Secret Code. Okay, in this episode, George doesn't want to tell his fiance Susan about his secret ATM code. And through circumstances, George is with Peterman as his mother is near death. So while he's away, George secretly tells his dead mother, just between you and me, and I know you're probably not going to hear this, my ATM code is Bosco. And then she wakes up, and Peterman's in the room like, Mother, what are you going to say? You want to know what it is? <laughs> it's Bosco. <laughs> you know, the, the chocolate syrup. I, I love that stuff. I pour it in milk. It's my favorite drink. <laughs> uh, 
boy, that is a relief. Basco. 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 Mama? Quiet, quiet, it's a secret. Basco! Basco! <laughs> what are you trying to say? Basco. And her last word is Bosco. And he's like, Bosco? And for the record, Bosco is for the drink, not the Looney Tunes character. I remember that drink. Vaguely, but I remember it. Oh, wait. Do you know who also was in that episode of Seinfeld, guys? I'm looking at the guest cast list. Louis Arquette. He played Leapin' Larry, the appliance store owner who walks with a prosthetic leg. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. So, yeah, those are your castmates. They share the screen with a dragon. But everybody thinks he's a puppet. Except for Brian and Jessica, who know the truth behind Scorch. Well, kayfabe-wise to everybody, he's a puppet. Shoot-wise, he's a real dragon. Yes. Shoot-wise, he's a real dragon. So he's basically a puppet pretending to be a dragon pretending to be a puppet. Or is it a dragon pretending to be a puppet pretending to be a dragon? This, this is an ALF situation we're dealing with here. Everybody knows he's a puppet, but he's to be treated as a real dragon. Partly because, like we said before, he breathes fire. So, what kind of trouble can a dragon from the Middle Ages get into in 1992 Connecticut? Shall we? We begin, as we always do, with the pilot. Scorch oversleeps and wakes up in current America. He befriends with actor Brian and his daughter Jessica. Scorch convinces him to take him to the job interview, too. They're hired as weathermen slash ventriloquist and dummy. I'm sorry, this is so stupid. They get hired as a weatherman slash ventriloquist and dummy. Are they going to do the weather together? Yes. Hey, what's the yeah. weather today in New Haven? No, I... No. Oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And that is exactly why they're hired. Because it's ridiculous. Have you ever seen... On the news, the Weber man with a ventriloquist dummy. Have you ever seen that ever? No, I haven't. Maybe they thought, well, this is going to be a first. We're going to have a Weber man with a ventriloquist dummy. We're going to start a new trend in television. And we wonder why this lasted three episodes. <laughs> the first thing that came to mind is I can see, like, Sports Center doing this. Well, just to bring up ratings, oh, look, here's our new anchor, Scott Van Pelt, and his puppet, Felty, or something like that. No, you know Kenny Maine would have had a puppet. No, Kenny Maine would have had a puppet who is more animated than he would be. Hey, Scott Van Pelt, look at LeBron James. He has such a cavalier attitude on the court. ha, 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 ha. 
doesn't work in the sports no. center. I'm sorry. No. Ed meet ego. Anyway, we have a big name on this episode. Really big name. Playing the role of Mrs. Edna Bracken. Rosemary. From the frickin' Hollywood Squares, y'all. Have we talked about Rosemary in the past? I, I honestly don't know if we have. Unless we talked about her in the Hollywood Squares finale, but she wouldn't have been on that, I don't think. I don't think we mentioned her. Outside of, like, the year in review when we did an in-memoriam about her. So this is probably the first time proper. Except she was dead in 2017, and this podcast only goes as far back as 2018? 2019. 2019. Yeah. 2019. We started October 2019. Jeez. This is how long we've been. I know when this started. This is how long we've been doing this. I thought we covered it in in memoriam. Oh, wait. Hold on. See, this is what we get for the first time we mentioned Rosemary. She was on an episode of Wings. What? Woo! 1997, so it looks like it might be last season. Uh, oh, this is actually last season, one of the last episodes. Heartache Tonight. Heartache Tonight. Brian and Casey are ill. Joe and Helen visit Roy's house and meet Roy's mother, Eleanor. Oh, so she played Roy's mother. She's Roy's mom, yes. So do you think Roy talked to his mother about the time he destroyed poor Lowell's blimp? Oh, poor Lowell's blimp. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, guys, I want to preface this, but you guys know that I'm a big fan of Ultraman, right? Yes. Yeah, of course. She was in an episode of Ultraman, the Ultimate Hero, the only Ultraman series that is taped in the U.S. There's no such thing as a fun fact. And do you know who else was in that series? Aside from Kane Kasugi, the uh, son of Sho Kasugi. Who? Harrison Page of Super Train. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Harrison Page of Super Train. It always comes back to the Super Train. Damn right it do. <laughs> but yeah, suffice it to say, Rosemary's been in everything and we love her. Episode two, Dragon Blue. Brian and Scorch are supposed to give an award. The award is for Man of the Year to their boss. Shortly before that event, however, Scorch gets the Dragon Flu, which includes various negative side effects that would make for a very bad and a very embarrassing speech. The Dragon Flu! Yeah, symptoms include amnesia, unconsciousness, coughing, swearing, and barking. Coughing, swearing, and barking. Okay. I I'm checking out. Thank you. <laughs> How did this show not get five seasons? I don't... Oh, we will get to that. I have an idea. But we will get to that. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, my good goodness gracious. Of all the dramatic things I've ever seen... I don't think since Mr. Bogus we've had an episode as great as this. Playing the role of the boss is an actor by the name of I.M. Hobson, who uh, sadly is no longer with us. He died in 2003. But he was in 1992's Dracula, 1982's Annie, and 
he was a businessman on an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, that's great. More Seinfeld connections. Hey, guys. What? Let me guess. Hold on a second. Mike. Take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. Was he on an episode of Silk Stockings? No, no, no. This has nothing to do with him. Oh, good. This episode is on YouTube. Oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, if you're still hungover like seven days after New Year's and need something to tide you over, it's in two installments, two parts on YouTube. It was uploaded 11 years ago. Oh, my gosh. 11 years ago. Well, you know what? Whoever uploaded this 11 years ago, we thank you. Thank you, Beast Over. Oh, by the way, now, you probably don't recognize the name I Am Hobson, but remember the Blind Dates episode from Season 2 of Saved by the Bell? By the way, there was an episode of uh, Zach Morris's Trash on that episode. He was the teacher du jour. Oh, okay. Dominant genes! And recessive genes, not to be confused with blue genes. <laughs> Enough humor. Episode three, you gaslight up my life. Oh, dear. Scorch is on the title page of a magazine. Everyone is surprised, but happy, except for Howard. He thinks he should have been on the page. So he decides to kidnap Scorch. Uh-oh. 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 Susan, I can't believe it either. Why would anyone want to kidnap poor Scorch? And I think this is the last episode that aired. That means he's going to have to remain motionless <laughs> while dealing with Howard. <laughs> How is he going to communicate with anybody? How is anybody going to know where he is? Wait a minute. He's a shoot dragon, right? He's a shoot dragon. Okay, so he probably could escape and go to a payphone and make a call. Probably. But then what would happen if someone saw him? Like walk to the payphone. Then or, we'd have a problem. Or fly in the payphone. Then, of course, we'd have a whole serious situation here. With a living dragon. Hey, isn't that the puppet from television? Hey, guys. Yeah. Beast Over uploaded this episode, too. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> Doing yeoman's work, this person. He's got actually all three episodes. Oh, he... Still all three. Taped all three. He taped all three. Oh, I know what I'm doing after New Year's Eve. We're going to watch these episodes. We're going to watch all the episodes of Scorch that were aired after we're done binge watching all the Mr. Focus episodes. <laughs> I, I want to hear Scorch give that speech loaded with profanities. Oh my gosh. I'm with Greg. This should have aired at least five seasons. This should have been as big as Elf. You're right. You've come around on this. How did this show last three episodes on the air? This is crap. Well, like Chico said, there's reasons. We'll get to them later, I'm sure. 
Okay. Now, I thought this was going to be the weakest of the three. This is best of the three. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm like in. This in is going to be here. top 10. <laughs> this is going to make our top 10 countdown when we get to episode 400. Just watch. The top 10 between 200 and 400. Yeah. Yeah. I guarantee this episode, as of right now, is the best episode we've done in 2023. <laughs> or for 2023, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Might be second place in an hour, but this is number <laughs> right now. We'll see. We'll see. Yo, 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 yo. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, hold, hold on. There's still three episodes to go. We might have gold here. Yeah, because remember, this only aired three episodes here in the U.S., I don't know if the rest of the run aired elsewhere, but we have capsules for all six episodes. Well, before we do that, we have to take this quick commercial break first. After these messages, we'll be right back. When a killer gives L.A. surfers their final ride, Tequila and Benetti discover their only lead is a psychic. Her dream came true. Early in California. Will her visions lead to the murderer? To where this killing happened. Or is it part of a deadly trap? Catch Tequila and Benetti, Friday at 9. Tonight on CBS Late Night, Dangerous Curves. Get that That's perfect. Back in five, Stephanie. When you're trying to eat right, days like this are a disaster. This is. Stephanie Powers talks about Kellogg's Nutrigrain. The only time I really control what I eat is at breakfast. And the whole grain in Kellogg's Nutrigrain gives me a natural start. No sugar added. No preservatives, nothing fake. No matter what I eat later, at breakfast I call the shots. Naturally good. Nutrigrain, the natural place to start. Bring it all home. Bring it home. Look, action Now at Action, take two great items for one low weekly price. Get this 19-inch TV plus a two-head VCR. Choose this luxurious sofa and love seat. Enjoy this stereo system and a CD player. Select this washer and dryer. Pick any one of these three great TV combinations. Now at Action Rent to Own, take two great items for one low weekly price. Bring it all home. Bring it home. Action Rent to Own. Friday, a cop is shot. Your unit is called to save him. Then you find it's your own husband. We never expected anything like that to happen. A special rescue 911. It's madness. to the episodes that did not air in the U.S. Starting with this one. The first time. Scorch is in search for a girlfriend for Brian. He invites the new neighbor in the house, Lisa, for a meal. Old dragon that he is, he is not all too familiar with the current table manners of the 20th century. Unfortunately, we do not have the person who plays Lisa on this show. Boo! Hey, didn't air in the U.S. What do you want, huh? Hey, I'm just glad it was called the first time. I'm glad they're worried about table manners, because when I saw the first time, it's like, 
Boy, oh God! <laughs> well, that's what I thought it was gonna be about. It's 1992. People are a little more open-minded. Who cares about table manners? It's more bed manners that I thought were gonna be important. Yeah, first date, you never know. True, true. If this was 2023, Scorch would probably be trying to get a date on like a dating app. Well, he breathes fire. Tinder? No. <laughs> I tried. Hey, 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 that's okay. It's okay. Episode five. Scorch likes it hot. Oh, yeah. Scorch <laughs> likes it hot. We started with the first time. Now, yeah. apparently, he likes it hot. Yeah, th- this should have been the second part of a two-part episode with the first time. This should have been a crossover with Silk Stockings. So, a psychologist wants to help the TV network and suggests getting a female puppet for Scorch. In the end, they decide to dress up Scorch like a girl. <laughs> Get it? Because some like it hot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Scorch and drag. This, Why did this not go more than three episodes? Like this was 16 years before RuPaul's Drag Race. Scorch was a progressive TV show. By the way, the psychologist, of course, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Oh, of course. Because of course. This was before being known for being known was a thing. But you know what? Some people best know Dr. Joyce Brothers for the $64,000 question. I'm sorry. When I think of Dr. Joyce Brothers, I think of the baseball announcer scene from The Naked Gun. Thank you so much. And Dr. Joyce Brothers. And the final episode... Money, money, money! Scorch discovers the home shopping channel. He buys things on TV with Brian's credit card worth $1,160 US. When it turns out that he actually maxes out the credit card, Scorch tries to make some of Brian's money back by inviting everyone from the station to a poker game. Why did this only last three shows? If this was set, like, later in the 90s, it would revolve around, and as we're recording this, R.I.P. Don West. You could have had an episode revolve around Scorch trying to buy all the Mark McGuire rookie cards on the Shop at Home Network. You could have bought all the Junk Wax uh, cards from that time. Ooh, a Frank Thomas 1990 Tops rookie. Those are rare. They're not rare. Hold on a second. You mentioned Frank Thomas, so... Oh, no. Oh, why did <laughs> no, no. I... I should have gone with somebody else. Why did I do this? What the hell is that? That's eugenics. <laughs> okay, I, I'd like to retract the name Frank Thomas and put in Ken Griffey Jr. But what if it's the Upper Deck 89 rookie? Don't put in all these variables, okay? <laughs> okay, in that case, we're going to change it. It's not a Frank Thomas... Top's rookie card, it's his Leaf rookie card. The one card of his from that time that has value. Are we getting too geeky on sports cards now? Just geeky enough. 
Well, you know, there's one other thing he could have bought from the Home Shopping Channel besides junk wax era baseball cards. Capitamonte sculptures. And cubic zirconium. Normally we'd ask where the show went wrong, but I think it's pretty obvious, but I'll go into it. Obviously, I have to go into it, because first thing we had to do is look at the schedule, right? Scorch aired Fridays at 8 on CBS. Oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. I think we both do, yeah. Urkel. Urkel, Matlock, and John Walsh. Ooh. Jeez. Suffice it to say, it did not stand a chance. And frankly, if it was on a night, because CBS completely reprogrammed Friday night, mid-season 1992, they had four new shows. One of which we're covering right now. Another one of which we're going to cover later this year. I'm not going to say when, but later this year. Because at 8 o'clock was Scorch, followed by Fish Police, then Tequila and Benetti, and they rounded out the night with Hearts Are Wild. What in God? Oh my gosh. What in God's name is Hearts Are Wild? I have no freaking clue. Let me just take a look from uh, TV Tango here. Apparently, an anthology series. Well, it's not on the list, so I might as well type it in now. Might as well. It's an anthology series that takes place at Caesar's Palace. Oh, it's Caesar's Palace! Yeah. Yeah, this kind of sort of sounds like Love Boat-ish, Fantasy Island-ish, but it happens at a Las Vegas casino. So it's basically hotel if it were in Vegas. It's too bad this didn't last another year, guys. Because then they could have had a special episode with the WWF at WrestleMania 9. Say, Greg, just get out of your system. And we could have had a cameo from Giant Gonzalez. I'm just going to let Greg talk. I'm just going to let him talk. Now, wait a second. I wasn't expecting Giant Gonzalez. I was expecting a Caesars Challenge reference. Well, wait a minute. Wouldn't it have been great if episode (laughs) of Caesars Challenge, there was a cameo from Giant Gonzalez. And Giant Gonzalez was doing the getting all the balls from the bonus game. And he was reciting all the letters like E, I want the L. I want your L. <laughs> Boy, guys, multiple references to Giant Gonzalez this week. What the heck is going on? Oh, and I should add, take a look at IMDB about uh, Hearts Are Wild, Greg. Oh my gosh, we're pulling out all the hits right now. Diana Maldar was on an episode. Play it! We haven't played it in a while! I really don't want to talk about it. Ah! Oh. Oh. oh my god! <laughs> oh, Diana, stop going down that elevator shaft. I just want to say one thing. You probably know what I'm about to say here. Damn it! Another Pulaski episode! Well, hold on. While we were in that tangent here, we forgot to mention the big part of the schedule. What should have been the main anchor of that schedule? Tequila and Bonetti. 
right? And for the two shows that aired in that same time frame, two weeks apart, it didn't do any better. March 20th, though, CBS obviously took a break from airing Scorch to air March Madness. It didn't do worse, but it didn't do better. But then again, it's March Madness. You kind of sort of have to do it. But when CBS went back to regularly scheduled programs in April, Scorch was nowhere to be found. Of course, this being really close to sweeps, you probably don't want to take any chances. So CBS rejiggered the lineup again. And hey, they actually put Tequila and Benetti on at 8 o'clock. They couldn't even burn the last three episodes during the summer. No, they could not. You would have thought it would be a good idea, but then again, this is why we don't get paid the big bucks that people at CBS do. Unfortunately, the six episodes of Scorch did not see an official home video release anywhere that our research could tell, but the episodes that did air in the U.S. are available unofficially on YouTube, but you didn't hear it from us. I mentioned it earlier in the show. What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't weep for Ron Lucas. He's had a very fruitful career before this, and he has had a very fruitful career since. In fact, he wrote the book on how to be a ventriloquist. Better living through ventriloquism. How to say what you shouldn't and get what you want. That is indeed the title of the book. And he actually appeared on stage with a finalist from Britain's Got Talent. So, yeah. By the way, the finalist in question was Paul Zerden, who actually ended up winning the 2015 season of America's Got Talent. And turns out that he may or may not have stolen an axe from Ron Lucas himself. Wait, this was Britain's Got Talent, right? Well, he was on Britain's Got Talent and America's Got Talent. Okay. Because apparently people like doing that. They like to appear on Britain's Got Talent or whatever Got Talent and then parlay that into America's Got Talent. Because apparently America has run out of talent. So what else is there to say? I mean, six episodes, half of them didn't even make air. Ron Lucas still had a career. John O'Hurley still has a career. Brenda Strong still has a career. Jonathan Walker still has a career. Todd Sussman is making bank doing production work. Ray Silversmith, I'm sure she's happy where she is. And Scorch, well, Scorch is a dragon. Who is a puppet. Who is also a dragon. I'm just going to say it. This show should have gotten at least five years. It should have been on the air at least longer than Elf. We could have a Scorch channel right now on Pluto. Viewers of 1992, I'm so ashamed of you. 
The Scorch channel on Pluto TV. Oh my gosh. Instead, we have the Matlock channel on Pluto TV. And we have this thing on TV. And also, Urkel is somewhere involved too, so who knows. Now, wait a second. Why are you picking on Matlock? Because it was on the same time as Scorch, dude. Okay, but you know, because of Matlock, we got to see Twyla Littleton as the lingerie store customer on that 1989 episode of Matlock. I'm just saying. Hold on. I have a great idea for an episode of Scorch, okay? You ready? Okay. Oh no. oh no, here we go. Here okay. it comes. Here we go. Scorch runs up with Sherman Helmsley and involves <laughs> them both going to the boom boom room. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. That would have gotten at least six years. There's your season six episode. <laughs> and your crossover episode. Because now Scorch enters. The Perfect Strangers universe. Oh, yeah, the entire Miller Boyette universe. Oh, jeez. I don't think we have anything else to say except, you know where our website is. It was the thing on TV.com. On all social media, we're at It Was a Thing on TV. Except, you know, when Scorch had that uh, dragon flu, he coughed up a podcast. Uh, at the end of the name for Facebook. So you have to go to, it was the thing on TV podcast, that nasty dragon flu. He may have and swore course, to Mark Zuckerberg too, so. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> but also, don't forget, we're on YouTube. Visit our channel. Listen to previous episodes there. Don't forget, like and subscribe, and you'll be hooked up with uh, all the recent uploads there. Next week. Oh, my. I don't think we can top this next week. We may try, but I don't think we're going to. Our first episode is going to be sort of a parallel to a TV show that is premiering and long-awaited, eagerly-awaited premiere of 2023. I know Mike's looking forward to it. but Optimistically, what, yes. Yeah, uh, this is basically the Night Court before Night Court. And it's sort of a pseudo viewer request because I saw it on somebody's page and it was like, okay, you know what? We've got to do some research on this and put it on the schedule. Special shout out to Adam Nita. But then the next episode, because your boy is celebrating a birthday and because your boy is celebrating a birthday, he is playing his money in the bank. Oh, but in the immortal words of Team Rocket, prepare for trouble and make it double. Wait, so you mean for this birthday, you're not going to go see Maury? No. Chicken Tetrazzini! <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Jake and Tetris. Oh, oh boy. All of, back memories. Oh, doesn't it, though? No. <laughs> All that is coming up next week right here on It Was a Thing on TV. <laughs> Thanks for listening. 
for Greg, for Mike, I'm Chico. Please be kind to each other and... <laughs> and give Chico some oxygen, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Bye. Wow! Gorgeous, Ron. This is the right question. Can I terrify you now? Oh, you want to do yeah, it now? Yeah, now. Yeah. All right. Okay, Ron. Here we go. Help me out. Okay, oh, put scorch. on your put no, on your what, costume. Scorch. What are you doing? Oh no! Oh, oh, that is frightening. Oh, oh my! Oh! <laughs> now, Scorch. Yeah. That is you under there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's me. It's kind of hard to hide the teeth, but it's me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was an incredible transformation. Yeah. You, you get what I am? No, what are... Well, I, the you, most terrifying thing I could think of. I'm a game show host. Oh. <laughs> Not you, Ross. Chuck Woolery, yes. Oh, I do. 